0: hey everybody good to see you i'm dave rubin this is the rubin report direct message we are live streaming on rumble ut youtube and blaze tv uh, don't forget to share subscribe tap notification bells it's march 8th 2022 there's a lot going on in the world uh, i said to my guys this morning like let's just not do Russia, Ukraine today. I, the whole thing, you know, they talk about the fog of war. The whole thing feels so messy to me and so uh, confusing. And I don't mean confusing like like we can't ascertain truth out of it. I mean that our media is such in such a state of disarray. There are so many liars everywhere. People who have lied about everything for so long that trying to pilfer some truth out of it is really, really tough. Um, You know, as I said yesterday, it's like, if you think the New York Times and Washington Post lie about everything, then why would they not be lying about this? I don't know exactly how to frame this in a way that is gonna make some sense to you. And I think also, you know, everybody pretends to be an expert about absolutely everything. And I don't think I have to do that here. I will do the best I can to communicate this stuff to you as honestly as possible. And we'll do more as, as it comes. But I was just like, you know, I just don't, feel like doing it today. If you want a little more though, on the general ideas about geopolitics and international relations and things like that. I interviewed Nikki Haley, who's the former US ambassador to the UN. We put it up yesterday, you know, she was uh, UN ambassador under Trump. And I know there's a little t- tension there between the base and her for, after the January 6th things and all that. Uh, but she really lays out an interesting case for, you know, sort of peace through strength and, you know, carry a big stick and, st- Speak softly and all that good stuff. Uh, and then I talked to her about my more libertarian approach to things. So we have a really interesting conversation. Uh, part one is up on YouTube. The full thing is up at rubinreport.locals.com. Uh, and uh, as you know, I am in the midst of recording the audio book for Don't Burn This Country. That's what I did for five hours after the show yesterday. And I'll be doing for five hours after the show today. The book is on sale right now. You can get it uh, at daverubin.com slash book. That's the Presale, of course, the book comes out on April 12th. I think you're gonna dig it. I'm really enjoying doing the audiobook because I can land all the funny stuff and do it just exactly as I like with the pauses in the right spots and all that good stuff. So I do think you will dig it. And as I said, if you, uh, if you buy it during the presale time, that counts towards week one, which gets us on the New York Times. And I only wanna get on the stupid list so that I can tell those people to go F themselves. Okay, all of that being said, today we're gonna be talking about uh, this don't say gay bill here in Florida. And uh, long story short, you you can say gay, and there's actually nothing about gay in the freaking bill itself, but everybody's melting down. And then we're gonna compare and contrast uh, what's going on here in Florida, which is at obviously the the forefront of freedom here in the United States, versus what's going on in places like California, New York, and some other places when it comes to the COVID stuff and believe it or not in New York, they still want young toddlers in masks, just crazy stuff. Uh, but before we get to any of that, I wanna talk to you guys about z and have a sip of coffee. Uh, you know, if the last two years have taught us anything, it's that you must take control of your own health. It's clear that you can't simply rely on the government or big pharma to protect you or the, your family That's where Z-Stack comes in. Z-Stack is a specially formulated immune boosting supplement that includes zinc, quiseridin, vitamin C and vitamin D formulated by Dr. Vlad Zelenko, the world renowned doctor President Trump credited with his early uh, treatment protocol when he got COVID uh, and his decision to take HCQ. Z-Stack has been scientifically formulated, is kosher and GMP certified and is produced right here in the USA. Although mask mandates are being lifted and vaccine mandates are no longer enforced in several states, eh, we'll get to that in a little bit, viruses are still out there. By taking Z-Stack daily, you're supercharging your immune system. Z-Stack is formulated to help combat any and all variants as well as the common cold and flu. So I encourage you to start taking it now to stay ahead of any potential future variants by preparing your immune system and going about living your life. Go to ZStackLife.com slash Dave today and enter the promo code Dave to get a small discount off your first order. That's ZStackLife.com slash Dave promo code Dave. And now back to me. Okay, so the big thing in the culture war, which is always raging on, we are stuck in this endless, ridiculous culture war that never stops and is fueled by algorithms and liars and media buffoons versus the rest of us. Uh, The big thing is this don't say gay bill that they're telling us about in Florida. Now, the bill itself doesn't even have the word gay in it, uh, but it has caused a complete meltdown amongst our media elite, our blue check Twitterati and everyone else. Uh, So I'm gonna tell you exactly what's in the bill, but before we do that, uh, here's what's going on in uh, Florida schools. This is Florida Senate Democrats going to a school and in case you don't know, they love the gays. These people are insane. Absolutely insane. Uh, that's out of school. I think we should just play it again. Um, can we just, what are they doing? These are supposed to be teachers. Look at these, rid- gay, 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 I'm gay. She's gay, everybody's gay, yippity-dippity. I- I'm honestly not sure that I'm gay after this. Uh, I'm married to a dude, it's true. My husband's gay um, and that's, uh, you know, is what it is. Uh, but I can't take these people anymore, and I'm thinking about returning the uh, the gay card. I, these people are absolutely ridiculous. And actually, joking aside, if, if you're pro-gay, and what I mean by pro-gay is if you meet if you believe that that people uh, have sexual preference um, and should be able to enter whatever relationship they want with another consenting adult, if you if you fundamentally believe that, if you believe in individual rights and all of these things, you have to be radically against these people because these people are making all gay people look completely ridiculous. And I actually think there's an awful lot of gay people that are completely against these people. Now, why is it that these adults are parading around a school chanting, gay, 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 everybody's gay, you're gay, you're gay, extra credit if you're gay. Why? Why is it that they're doing it? Well, it's because of this bill that is in the Florida State Senate right now that they're calling the don't say gay bill. And that sounds very scary, right? Oh my God, you can't say gay, but we're for free speech. Why can't you say gay? Here is uh, reporter Evan Donovan on a local Florida channel explaining what is actually in Bill 1557. And again, the word gay is not in it.
1: Officially entitled Parental Rights in Education, it forces school districts to adopt procedures that quote, "...reinforce the fundamental right of parents to make decisions regarding the upbringing and control of their children." That includes making school districts notify parents if there are changes to the student's mental, emotional, or physical health or well-being, not encouraging students to withhold information from parents, allowing parents to access their child's student records, letting parents refuse any health care services offered by the school, and getting parental permission before administering any health screening or well-being questionnaire. The bill also forces schools to respond to parent concerns within a week and resolve those issues within a month. If the school can't or won't, parents can escalate those concerns to the state for a resolution or they can sue.
0: Okay, so reporter Evan Donovan, he had a little run in with DeSantis about this a day or two ago, we'll get to that in just a second. But what he laid out there uh, is basically what's in the bill. To expand on it a little bit more, in essence, if you are in kindergarten to third grade, that's what this is about, kindergarten to third grade, they can't teach you in a state school about sexuality or gender identity. Now, that has nothing to do with being anti-gay or anti-trans or anything else. I really think about this for a second, especially for those of you that are parents. Really think about this. You had a second grader, a second grader, seven years old, eight years old. Okay. I was just at my niece's a birthday party on Sunday. She turned seven years old. These kids, we, we were playing, we were making the, the, uh, the putty. What do they call it? Not the putty. What do they make? The slime? You make the slime. It's like with shaving cream. They love slime and painting and all this stuff. It's a bunch of kids. They want nothing to do and they know nothing about sexuality or sexual preference or anything else. Why in the world would you want to send your kid to a state-run school where most likely an activist is going to start bringing up sexual attraction to them and sexual preference and sexual identity, whether they think they're a boy or a girl or anything else, especially when you know that these teachers are mostly activists and they will always endorse the most extreme ideas. That's just true. That's just true. That's not a, that has nothing to do with being gay or anything else. Why would you want your young kindergartner, first grader, second grader, third grader being taught about sex in school? That's what this is really about. But now can we pull up the still there of the, of the bullets of what else is in there? So this is HB 1557. This is what all of the Democrats and the media are going crazy about. These people lie about absolutely everything. Let's just go quickly through these five bullets. Uh, what's in the bill? They, you should ha- notify parents of changes to health or well-being. Well, okay, that does seem like if a kid at school uh, was having health problems or seemed depressed or something like that, it does seem like that shouldn't just be dealt with within the school, it seems like a teacher or an administrator or a principal might want to communicate that to the parent because ultimately the parent is the one responsible for the child's well-being. Okay, bullet number two, don't encourage withholding info from parents. Well, of course that makes sense. What right if the school knew that a child was deeply depressed about something, was really upset about something, was in some sort of pain, having some sort of existential crisis. And again, we're talking about kids that are in first or second grade. This isn't about 10th graders, right? That are a little more evolved, 12th graders that are, that are really figuring stuff out. Of course, you wouldn't wanna withhold that information. If you had a kid in school that was in a lot of pain, whatever that is, physical pain, mental pain, emotional pain, why would you be withholding that? Would that make sense? Does the, does the state own the children? Not yet. Uh, bullet number three, allow parents to access child student records. Well, okay, that, that makes sense. If a kid's acting out in class and they get a bad mark, he's talking a lot, he makes a lot of jokes, whatever it might be. Of course, the parent should be able to see what's in the kid's records. Again, why why is the good position here that we should hide things from parents unless you guys are up to something really nefarious? And I think you are. Bullet number four, let parents refuse school health care services okay i could see this one being slightly more controversial uh obviously i'm okay with that of course parents ultimately should decide what their children are injected with or what pills they take etc cetera, etc cetera. we all know this I, I think that's a i think that should be the default position of most people Um, But I suppose in the crazy world that we live in, it would be somewhat controversial if some kids didn't wanna be injected and other kids did, in which case I think if you really care about your kid, you'll just take them out of school. But I'll at least grant like there's some debate there somewhere on that one, okay. And the fifth bullet point, get parental permission for health screening. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Why wouldn't you just want a parent if you go to the zoo? Remember when you went to the zoo in school? Remember when you took the trip to Washington, D.C., and you went and you saw the White House and all that stuff? You'd have to have a parental document. It was a small piece of paper. It was usually about, you know, yay, yay long, and a parent would have to sign it just to say, okay, I know my kid's going somewhere. So I think related to health or related to what's going on in the school or whether the kid is depressed or in pain or whatever else it is, these are all obviously sane Things. But the Democrats, they cannot do anything sanely. And then they get the media to fuel it. And then the entire machine, the entire algorithmic machine, the way Twitter shows you the topics. Ron DeSantis hates gay people, doesn't want anyone to say gay. It's complete and abject nonsense. Here is Ron DeSantis now getting into a bit of a scuffle with the same reporter who I just showed you from that local uh, news affiliate here in Florida about the don't say gay bill
1: does it say that in the bill does
2: it say that in the bill i'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill because you are pushing false narratives it doesn't matter what critics say
1: it says it bans classroom instruction on sexual identity and gender orientation who?
2: for who for grades pre-k through three So five-year-olds six-year-olds seven-year-olds and um and the idea that you wouldn't be honest about that and tell people what it actually says it's why people don't trust people like you because you peddle false narratives and so we disabuse you of those narratives and we're going to make sure that parents are able to send their kid to kindergarten without having some of this stuff injected into their school curriculum
0: okay Sorry about our little screw up there, that one's on me. Uh, But you can see what's going on here, which is that DeSantis really has become a master in how to deal with the media. The fact that reporters are going up to him and talking about the don't say gay bill already shows you that the reporters have, they've swallowed the narrative, right? Like they've taken that blue pill and by just calling it the don't say gay bill, they're already giving oxygen to something that deserves no oxygen. But DeSantis just pushes Back. And that's exactly what you must do. You cannot play their games. And, and they get everybody to play their games. And once you start playing their games, it's an endless quicksand. Now, here is the video uh, that we showed you a couple of days because DeSantis has just been knocking it out of the park. Here's DeSantis a couple of days ago telling those University of South Florida students uh, to take off their masks. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off.
2: <laughs> honestly, it's not doing anything and we gotta stop with this COVID theater. So if you wanna wear it, fine, right, but this is a, this is ridiculous. All right, well, it's good to be at USF.
0: Okay, so what happened after that? Well, after that, then everyone said DeSantis is, an, a, is a bully. He forced the kids to take off their mask. He told them it was their choice. He didn't force anyone to do anything. You can even take, you see the kid taking it off and like the smile on his face, like, oh, I can breathe again. So DeSantis is really fighting the machine right now. Now, I want to contrast that to New York Governor Kathy Hochul, or as I call her, Kathy Seaward, uh, because as they start taking masks off in New York, at least in parts of New York, uh, she's very concerned that the masked might now get bullied, even though if they were the ones bullying everyone for the last two years. We will not have any tolerance for people who are questioning someone's own personal decision to do what they want. If people want to continue wearing masks, they allow it to continue wearing masks. And I don't want any issues related to that. And I want to be very clear on that. We will not stand for any bullying or ostracization or harassment of an individual or a business or anyone who chooses to wear a mask all right so this is totally extraordinary and i'm not just talking about her eyebrows and she's definitely on the pelosi route whatever's going there like what did these people do with them? like they're just trying to look evil it's weird but what is she really saying there it's actually pretty amazing she's saying we will not tolerate any bullying now first off these are the bullies you kathy Seward, you are the bully you are the mandate bully you are the vaxo you are the people that have been bullying everyone for the last two years to do exactly what you want but also, what do you mean as the governor, we will not tolerate any bullying of kids or people or businesses that wanna wear masks? Now, I'm not for bullying inherently. Everyone can make whatever choice they want. That's what I, have, uh, that's what I believe in. It's what I've pushed this entire time, right? But what do you mean we will not tolerate it? Are you going to arrest students who might make fun of other students? I mean, we're, is that what you're gonna do? Are you gonna start arresting people who mock people? What do you mean we will not tolerate it as a representative of the state. So that's what's going on in New York. And now let's throw back to that Tucker clip with Ron DeSantis related to uh, bullying and masks and COVID and the whole damn thing.
2: Well, Tucker, none of the adults were wearing masks. And it seemed to me that someone told those kids they had to do it. So I just wanted to make it very clear. They do not need to be doing it. Obviously in Florida, it's a free state. You can do it. But I think it's also important to point out that there's no reason to do it uh, for for young and healthy kids, especially. And in the state of Florida, we never had a mass mandate, of course, but our guidance from our health department is not to wear these cloth masks. And I think it needs to be said because people have been lied to for two years. And so I was uh, I didn't want it to be thinking that like they were told to do this by me because I certainly wouldn't do that. And, you know, they talk about, oh, by letting someone have a choice to take off their mask and welcoming that choice, that that's somehow bullying. Tucker, bullying is locking kids out of school, which they did. Bullying is forcing kids to wear masks for eight hours a day, which they did for two years and are only stopping now because the pollings change. Bullying is kicking people out of work because of vaccine mandates. We fought all of those policies in Florida. We lifted people up and we liberated them from local school boards and governments.
0: That's my governor. Do you see what they do? They are the bullies. They are the hysterical authoritarians. They're the ones who have ruined so many people's lives and broke these young people to the point that even now, Today, you still see young, healthy high school kids wandering around in masks because of the fear that these people have put on. So telling people, hey, you don't have to wear the mask, that's not the bullying tactic. They are the bullies. They do all the bad stuff and then they call everyone else bad guys. We have to really understand what that is so that we know how to behave better when it happens. And DeSantis really is becoming a master of it. Uh, this is a good transition to now what's going on in New York City. So you may remember that New York City uh, got rid of the reign of terror of Bill de Blasio, the socialist maniac who ruined New York City for about eight years. And they voted in this other Democrat, Mayor Eric Adams, who just took over in the last couple months, who once again, my my good liberal friends, who I suppose are well-intentioned, but every, get everything wrong, they said, no, he won't be a radical, he'll be good. Yeah, well, here he is keeping kids, toddlers, toddlers in masks.
1: If you were talking to a four-year-old and trying to explain why they have to keep their mask on but their their six-year-old brother doesn't, what what is your, your explanation to that four-year-old?
0: I'm, I'm so happy you said that because when I was in Rockaway and the St. Pat's Day Parade, I did just that. A group of parents brought me and talked to their children and explained uh, to them. I told them, you're going to be taking off your mask like your big brothers and sisters are doing now. You know, when, when you have big brothers and sisters, sometimes they do things first to make sure it's safe for you. And those children, they understand it because they trust their parents and they trust their leadership. They're not tainted like adults. <laughs> you know, They still feel uh, that we have to make the right decisions for them. And I'm with the parents. I want those masks off. I said it in January. January, but I have to do it right to make sure our city uh, protect its children and don't close down the city again. We really live in two different countries. Uh, perhaps it's more than two different countries at this point, but I, I don't live in the same country as that man. I don't want to live in the same country as that man. I want people like him to have absolutely nothing to do with me. And that is why right now we are building a giant moat around my house. As I said, the other day, we're putting, we're filling it with gators and I'm, I just, put an order in, we, we sent the, the paperwork over to Israel. I'm getting an iron dome, dome system around my house. I want nothing to do with these people. Now notice, of course, let's just do the easy stuff up top. He didn't say one thing about science, right? So there is 100% no science that has come out anywhere that is, says that toddlers, he's talking about two and three-year-olds, have to be uh, masked while their older brothers who should do stuff before them uh, while they don't have to be masked, okay? So there's no science. So he quoted no science there. Um, and then the line that really gets you, these kids, he's talking about these toddlers, they're not tainted like adults. Think about what that means. What, he's right, they're not tainted like adults. Kids come into this world and they're, they're born free and they're, they're naive. The world is just, the world is what is put in front of them. And then they need adults to teach them how to think they need adults to teach them what freedom is and to be able to critically think about what's going on a toddler cannot do that so if you force a toddler to wear a mask and then make them fit one day when you're five years old you'll be able to take off the mask they're just going to believe you so they are breeding a generation of robots and that's what they want they want a bunch of dependent depressed robots i'm sorry there's just no other way to look at that i, I just don't know how you could possibly see it any other way. And remember, he was supposed to be the good guy. He's not as crazy as lefty lunatic Bill de Blasio. That's what they said. Um, and I'm sorry, if you if you now have a child that's three years old and you are living in New York City under the rule of that man, you're, you're a child abuser in essence. I, I don't see a way around it. You're a child abuser. You are letting the state abuse your child, put your children in masks. We know kids are getting mouth sores. It's causing delayed speech and depression, all of the stuff you all know all this stuff and if you're just letting them do it then uh congratulations your kids are going to put you in a really really cheap old age home one day where you'll most likely be abused by one of their friends uh but there's more from uh new york city because some parents have had it he said that the good he made it seem like the parents want this right this is what the parents want because i love parents uh not exactly the truth Uh, we've got some info here from the new york post Uh, Roughly 100 parents and children gathered in front of New York's uh, City Hall Monday to protest continuing mask mandates for the city's youngest kids. There is nothing I wouldn't do to keep my daughter safe, but it is my fervent belief, a belief supported by science, that continuing to mask two to four-year-olds is unnecessary, said Dr. Megan Martin, who has two two children ages six and four. Masking tots hampers their development and must be abandoned, she argued. The policy does real harm to their education and social growth, she said, and it was the oath I took as a physician to first do no harm that is bringing me here today. The rallygoers said they plan to file a lawsuit that will challenge the ongoing face covering requirement for children four and under. If you wanna know sort of what level, what level of abject bullshit we're dealing with, do you remember what happened a week ago today? Do you guys remember what we were doing a week ago today? Remember we ordered some pizza and some tequila and we watched that elderly man give that ridiculous speech where he slurred all his words? Yeah, I remember that, that was a week ago. That was the State of the Union. That was Joe Biden, he's 81 years old, is that right? How old is Joe Biden? Something like that, or he's 78, 81, whatever he is, but the guy's obviously not doing so great with a bunch of other geriatric old people, most of them who have trouble standing up out of their chairs. He's 79 years old, thank you, Uh, but he acts 81. Um, they were all in a room that was closed. That was not outdoors. Uh, and they were hugging and kissing and spitting all over each other. Nancy Pelosi was rubbing her evil claws together. Remember that as she sat right behind old Joe, um, the day before that Joe was wearing a mask that day. He didn't wear a mask the day after he was wearing a mask again. It's all theater. It's all bullshit. I just don't know what you, what they have done. How did they take the fucking thing out of your brain that makes you think, but they did it. And congratulations to them for being very good at what they do, even though they're very evil. Um, But which is more dangerous? Which is, really think about it, please, scientists. If you're a scientist, if you're a Media Matters guy who watches my show, please help me. Please help me. Please show me the study that shows me it's more dangerous for three-year-olds to be unmasked than Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi. Please show it to me that you can't do it, I know you can't, but please do. I'll gladly, send me a video, we'll play it here. I won't even comment on it, I mean that. Back to Florida where good things are happening. Our Surgeon General here is a gentleman by the name of Joseph Joseph Latipo, and he has really become an all-star in all this. We've talked about him a bit on the show. Uh, If his politics were a little bit different, uh, a young black man that's a Surgeon General of a major state would be a huge star, right? He'd be on Newsweek, he'd be on Time, he'd be on cover in New York Times every day. Everyone would be telling you how great he is. Now, unfortunately he happens to work for a scary, don't say gay conservative. So you don't hear much of this guy, but he is just knocking it out of the park, defending freedom and actually talking about where the real science is. Uh, Here he is talking about uh, masks and the nonsense around masking.
3: You know, it's hard to find uh, it's hard to find these in in Florida. You got to look, you got to look hard. But, you know, if you if you know where to look, you can find them. So I, I brought I brought this right. So unfortunately, we have a country right now where most people, including I mean, this is across across the political spectrum, think that these things are saving lives. So to the doctors who tell you that these things save lives ask them ask them you know what what did the what did the two randomized clinical trials that we've done during the pandemic what did they show ask them that when they tell you that these things save lives one found nothing zero benefit the other found a small benefit like a tiny benefit that's you know that's a little bit methodologically shaky And by the way, none of them, none of them found a benefit in young people. Not a single one found a benefit in young people. That's the highest quality evidence. That's what it showed. Lower evidence is what the CDC likes to tout. You know, shaky studies, shaky methods, finding 80% reductions in infection. Give me a break, you know? I mean, come on. You know, nothing that we're seeing in in this country justifies that kind of conclusion. Good doctors who were brave enough to say what the science showed got punished. And that's happening and it's still happening where people are still holding up the illusion that these things save lives.
0: You guys get that feeling that I keep talking about when I play these clips where someone tells the truth, when you hear DeSantis tell the truth, or you hear our Surgeon General tell the truth or the rare moments that someone outside of Florida tells the truth. Like it actually, it feels lightning, right? Like you feel like a weight is lifted off your chest. Because it's like, we should be hearing truth from the people that we elect. We should be hearing truth from the people that are in charge of these states. We should be hearing truth from our media and everywhere else. It's not that hard. It really isn't that hard. It's what's right. And for some reason, we're doing the whole damn thing backwards. But it was so interesting what he said there. He quoted studies, did you notice that? Quoted actual studies. So again, Media Matters or Washington Post or whatever, like fact check the guy. Why don't you fact check the guy? I think we know why you don't fact check the guy. He talked about the methodology, right? Um, He's showing you that there is no benefit to any of this. And if there was, if there was, then why would Florida, which has been open for two years and everywhere I go, everywhere I go, whether I'm in Miami or I was on the other coast last week and I've been up north and I've been to the middle of the state, everywhere I go, everything is packed. Very few people are wearing masks, but you can wear one if you want to and nobody's bullying you for it. Wouldn't the numbers be completely out of control? The morgues be overrun. Florida has the second oldest population in the United States, et cetera, et cetera. It just never ends. But Florida just has to keep leading and that's exactly what it's doing. We've got some more info here from the New York Post. Florida will become the first state in the nation to formally recommend against COVID-19 vaccines for healthy children, a local official said Monday. Florida Surgeon General Joseph Ladipo, who you just saw there, an- announced the move, which would defy guidance issued by the federal centers for disease control and prevention, and that all, uh, that all children ages five to seven should be vaccinated. Now, it's funny because uh, what Florida does, everyone ends up doing two years later. So most likely this is what's gonna happen everywhere else. Uh, we shall see. But it's like, this, this is what I mean about two countries. This is absolutely what I mean about two countries. It's like, you can either live in a place where you have a New York City mayor uh, telling you that we're gonna mass two-year-olds for no reason, other than he, I, I think he wants to abuse children. I, I, I cannot see it any other way. No science supports it. Two years after two, two weeks to flatten the curve. So you can either live in that city or you can live his governor Kathy Seward in a place where uh, she's now mostly worried that the masked are gonna be bullied. These people are, they're so backwards, it's extraordinary. Uh, let's give Dr. Ladapo a little more credit today. Uh, here he is talking about the uh, new guidance here in Florida, and he is not happy with Fauci and the CDC.
3: It's really been a tragedy that my colleagues, my physician colleagues, have decided that it's more important to stick with whatever the CDC or Dr. Fauci is saying than relying on their clinical wisdom, experience, and scientific expertise, which is what doctors usually do. So now doctors who practice medicine in the way that they think is most appropriate to their, for their patients, when, they're, when they receive pushback from hospitals, we have an avenue for them to, to file a complaint with our Agency for Healthcare Administration that, they, that the hospital is interfering with their ability and their clinical judgment in terms of what's best for their patients.
0: Isn't it also the tone that he talks with where it's like, oh, it, it actually just kind of feels honest and it doesn't feel like he's a bullshit artist or trying to control you? It's not just that he's talking about the studies and that it's couched in the idea of that we should all make choices for ourselves and and doctors should follow the science, not follow Fauci. It's also just like the general feeling, like he comes off as a decent guy. Now go back later and watch that video of Kathy Hochul again with the crazy eyebrows uh, talking about bullying when she is the biggest bully in all of New York. I just want nothing to do with these people in case that is not clear couple comments from rubinreport.locals.com. Owen says, every day DeSantis pushes me further and further to finding a job in Florida. Yeah, look, I assume if you're a member of the Ruben Report community, you're gonna vote the right way, but like there's room in Florida, there's a booming economy here, which is not happening in the rest of the country. Uh, we want more good people here. I think I mentioned this the other day, but when I saw DeSantis speak at an event a few days ago, he mentioned that when he came into office, there were 300,000 more registered Democrats than Republicans. He's only been in office for a couple of years. And now there are about 100,000 more registered Republicans than Democrats. So there's a huge sea change here. And it's not because people hate science and it's not because people hate gays or anything else. It's because people want to live Freely. So, so get a job here, move your family here, bring your resources and your love of life, and let's keep making this place better. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Gellerish says When I was in third grade, I still thought girls had cooties. Wait, girls don't have cooties? I was not. In We're going to have to check, get a fact check on that one. Yes, these crazy people, like legitimately crazy people. I mean, you just really have to think about it. And maybe I'm, I'm sort of on this because I just, as I said, I went to my niece's seven-year-old birthday party at this place and we're making the silly string and we're painting and we're playing these squishy balls and they like the uh, the poppets, you know, these things. They like, it's interesting because kids right now, they seem to all love this tactile stuff that you actually touch or pull or, or mush around in your hands. And I think that's partly because they're on iPads all day long and they're at screens all day long and Zoom and all that. So kids in reality, they want some reality. Um, but the idea that you would start talking to seven-year-olds about gender identity or sexuality, it, it, it's, it has nothing to do with them. And, and yes, if you were in the rare, 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 let's say 1% case where maybe your seven-year-old child wanted to talk to you about gender identity or sexuality, that should be done with you as the parent, not done at school by some government employee. It's just so obvious. And, and it's just another one of those things where they have lied and they're so over the top and they're lying and they confuse so many, so many people. It's just so twisted. It's so twisted. Man, what are we gonna do about it? Abe says, what do you suggest for those of us in blue states that are still sane but cannot afford to just pack up and leave? Well, first off, I've got the jar right here, and I have mentioned New York a couple of times, so I'm gonna put some more cash in the jar. This is the Leave Cali Fund, and at the end of the year, I am gonna give a whole bunch of cash, and I'll throw in a couple extra thousand dollars myself to just move somebody. Like I just want somebody to get the hell out of California and come here to Florida. You don't have to come to Florida. Realistically, it's someone that comes to Florida. Maybe you can go to Texas or Tennessee, but I just wanna give someone here. I'm putting in another fiber, okay? Because I just want good people here. But your question's a good one, because look, not it's it's very difficult to move. People have all sorts of, uh, of their own issues, right? Like you might have family, uh, elderly parents, you might have young cousins, whatever it is, like you might have a, a business that you started there. Although if you have a business that you started in a place like California, it's probably not going that well. But we all have our own considerations, that's the point. I mean, trust me, when I decided to make the move, David actually was not as enthused as I was at first. I had to make sure that my entire team wanted to come with me. I I was a little worried about that. Once I said it to everybody, they were like, yes, let's go tomorrow, okay. So it it all kind of worked out, but it's just not easy to move in general and it costs a lot of money to move all your stuff. And you know, there's all, and you have to rebuild a network of friends and rebuild a business network, and you have to find a new dentist and a new hairstylist and all of those things. Like, it's not the easiest thing, but I would say at this point, At this point, the country is so broken and so split. And I don't know, I just don't know, I don't say this with glee, but I just don't know what makes us the United States of America anymore. I I don't want anything to do with anything that goes on in California. And I don't want any of those bad ideas infecting this state and the states, the good states are gonna have to continue to figure out how do we protect our freedoms in the face of this never ending federal encroachment in the face of, of big tech lies and media lies and everything else. So if you're really, really stuck there, I, the best you can do, I think, is build a really good community of people around you, whether that's church or synagogue or sports or whatever, and, and, try, not th- and try to get your kids out of school if, if you're a parent. I mean, I would say, you know, it's not like everyone wants to be a homeschooler, but now there's these pods. Like there, there are ways that you can get some of the power back into your hands, but but the real thing is like figure out a way to get out if you can. I just don't see how it turns around. I just don't see it. Um, and by the way, that's not that's not really depressing. It's not. This is the way it was all set up to be, and it's just becoming more and more stark. And enough people are going to move, and then. And then, of course, the blue states will declare war on the red states because they're going to be jealous of the freedom and the success and all that. But I think we got a couple of years on that one. Anywho, uh, guys, don't forget to pre-order "Don't Burn This Country" at daverubin.com/book. I will be spending the next five hours reading chapters four through six, I believe, uh, and the audiobook will be out as well on April 12th in the year 2022. Uh, as always, you can play along in the live chat at rubenreport.locals.com. And part one of my interview with Nikki Haley, former US ambassador to the UN, is up on YouTube and on Rumble right now. The full thing is already up on Locals, totally ad free. And as I said, we, we get into the Russia-Ukraine thing, but I tried to do it at sort of a high level thing, not every little nitty gritty. We did some 101 stuff on the history of the area and Putin's ambitions, but then really what we talked about was policy. Like what are sane policies? What are ways that you can have a foreign policy that makes sense so that your interests are protected so that you're not encroaching on other people, but you can also do some good things in the world? How do you blend that with you know, a more libertarian approach of just stay out of people's way and let, let other countries do what they want? I think it's a really interesting conversation and I'm fairly certain you will dig it. On that note, I have to stop talking for an hour because I got a long afternoon of talking. Hope you enjoyed the show. Have a great day. We will be back tomorrow.